This is Nosy with Good Intentions, the podcast. In every nook and cranny. This is Michael. And Kirk. Guiding your noses today. <laughs> that worked! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so our next topic is dream jobs. So I guess we can start with defining what our dream jobs would be. Go. We should probably define what a dream job is in general. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> a dream job is, to me, a dream job is the, the job that literally is, is it's typically your dream job doesn't pay shit. And it's usually something you're passionate about that, again, may not necessarily financially be the bomb.com or whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's what you're most passionate about. Okay, but it has to pay. Clearly, well, yeah, then it would be a job. <laughs> my, then it would be volunteering. My dream internship. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be something that you're passionate about, regardless of the pay. Yeah, okay. because that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Pay is if it if if you can do it and get paid really well for it, that matters. But it's a bonus. Yeah, maybe. but I think a true dream job is a job you do that you are just a million percent passionate about, regardless of what's going on in life. Blah blah blah. Because, okay. you, well, you okay. What, but do you think that would be better off as a hobby? Does it change when you're when you're having to make money now to pay the bills, and you're utilizing your dream job as the main source of income? So it gets tied to bills and paying money going out as well. Does that change the passion? No, because you can be passionate about something that doesn't make you any money. But can it chisel away at your passion? That's what I'm saying. Would it be better oh, off as a hobby? You, oh, you're saying because it doesn't pay good, would it just start no, to even if it paid well, regardless of the pay. Okay. You now, if you're going to do your dream job, right. bills still come. Mm-hmm. House payment, rent, whatever. Right. Bills, utilities, electric, whatever. I just said the same three things. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but anyway, those bills come. Right. Well, this is your source of income to pay those bills. So now your passion is tied to bills and paying bills, buying things that you need, repairing things that you need repaired. You, but, so now you have to work that job to get paid. Do you think that changes anything? Because a dream job, once you have that dream job, okay. it's now your reality. It's no longer you're dreaming about that job. You're now, you now have that job. You're immersed in the actual yes. quote-unquote dream job. And you go to work, come home, pay bills, buy food. I don't think it takes away from it because you have bills no matter what your job is. Right. But if it was, that's what I'm asking. Would it be better to keep your most passionate thing as a hobby? I don't know. I think it can be influenced. Okay. But I think it would be, I think it, I, truthfully, I think if you're, you're, it's lucrative or it becomes lucrative because you're good at what you're passionate about. I think that would feed it instead of take away from it. Right. Even if you're, even though you're using it to pay bills. Right. Because you're doing what you're in love with. It's supporting you. Well, not, I'm uh-huh. not saying you gotta be a millionaire, but if right, it's, right, right. if it's make it, if it provides you a comfortable lifestyle, that would be the dream job. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Cause I mean, but you don't think it would chisel away at all. So no, it would just, not if it's that successful. passion would remain lit on fire forever. Long as there's success assigned to it, yes. So inevitably, yeah. something will and fail. So what happens then? If it doesn't succeed? Well, I don't, I don't mean like a full 
close your business failure. I just mean you make mistakes. You, you, you're presented with two options and you pick the one at that in that moment you think is the best option based off the information you have. And it turns out wasn't that good of a decision. So now you're backtracking, trying to regain the footing that you were making. I mean, I think that's a natural part of any job. Uh, I don't know. I guess because my because I've had my dream. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't lucrative. Why don't we start time. with? Do you have a dream job? No, hell no. Not even close. No, no. no. Do you have a dream job? Oh yes, I have a dream job. Are you currently in the dream job? Not even a little bit. <laughs> I would say not that even was... the same career field, okay. which I'm not mad at. Okay, because I do enjoy my job for the most part. So, is your dream job? Since you're not going to tell me what it is. Oh, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> oh, my dream job is if I could cut hair, if I could be a barber full time, 40, 60 hours a week, I don't give a shit how many hours it is, and I'd be financially successful at it. I'm skilled at it, but I'm not financially successful at it because when the few, the three times I've tried, life doesn't allow, did not allow me to hold on to it until it became lucrative. But also, I do think some so of So let it me was, ask you a question. Okay. What, even if there's a life situation that makes it harder, does that necessarily mean you have to stop doing that dream job? No, but I think with myself specifically, I don't know about other people, myself specifically, fear of bills piling up, fear of, is it ever going to get lucrative? No, I know that it can, but when you're over, they're not saying that I was drowning in bills, but I was struggling. And when you don't have financial security, it's harder to keep chasing that dream. Right. Which sucks because I think that happens to the majority of the people in the world. I think most people don't work in their dream field. Why? Because they got to pay bills. Bills don't give a shit about well, your dream. But is there not of the, of the people that are working their dream job? Okay. Was there no risk involved in that? Yeah. And I think there's varying degrees of risk and how much risk you're willing to accept okay. to, get, to attain that dream. Right. How much risk, not varying levels of risk, but how much you're willing to risk. Yeah. Because you got to think, if I need to buy my child diapers, but my, me pursuing my dream job means my baby's butt naked, shit everywhere. I uh-huh. mean, not being funny, but for real. Like, if, uh-huh. if I need to feed my kid, I need to get formula, the dream got to hold on. It sucks, but you do got to... This dream, I'm still chasing, but I got to take care of home. Okay. They can't be fucked so up So do you think there's it. a partial dream? Yeah. Why couldn't you do that? I think we, me personally, or as a whole. Well, I, I just mean, we'll use Barber as an example. Okay. So when you're starting out, you have to build yeah. a client base. Yeah. But let's say the job you currently have, which is not your dream job. Right. Why couldn't you do that job and then on the side, in the beginning, be a barber? You can, I would say. Because then you're, go ahead. you're following the dream job. Tra- tra- Trajectory? Trajectory. <laughs> but you're not fully where you want to be, but you have to build to where you fully want to be right. anyway. You have to start before right. you'll never reach You your have goal. to take the first step <laughs> yeah. to get the dream fulfilled. Yeah. But I'm saying, so why, did, why couldn't you do that? Uh, I think because you, it, it goes back to risk, but I think for myself, you know, okay, you know when with a normal nine to five or whatever job you have that has a set 
hourly pay, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. You know if I – okay, for myself, if I, I don't make this, but I'm just using this for easy math. If I make $10 an hour and I go work eight hours, I know for sure I've made $80, that, I mean $80 that day. But when you go to the okay. shop, even though a haircut with t- – on average 20 bucks a haircut, face, tip, et cetera, you're not guaranteed, especially in the beginning, you have – there's been days I've sat in there and not cut, cut one fucking head. And made no right. money when I could have took my ass to, at the time, I didn't have the, my current job. But. but what I'm saying is, let's say you have a nine to five, like the hours You're are right. Monday through Friday, nine to five. Okay. Why couldn't you do your dream job on Saturday? Because if you only or do Or evenings. Or some evenings. Well, you can. To build your client base. It makes it harder, which is not an excuse to not pursue your dream. I'm just being honest. But yes, but that's my question. Though. Yeah, because what makes that decision? What makes people not try? The guarantee of the the pay from the not dream job. But there's no guarantee in either one of them. What well, is you it? could be fired tomorrow. Well, yeah, but I'm you know what I mean. And what I mean is like there's if we're looking at the decision of am I even going to take a step in the direction of my dream job? Right. Why, what's, what's the holdback from just putting one foot out there? Fear. So how do we get over that fear, though? I have no idea. I'll put it this way. My mentor, when I was cutting hair, he said, this is how you do it. You work both jobs. You keep your main source of income, the main source of income, so your household is okay. Correct. Until the dream, or even if it's not a quote-unquote dream job, makes more than what the quote-unquote guaranteed 40-hour-a-week job does. Once you do that, then you slowly scale back on the quote-unquote guaranteed money. Uh-huh. Excuse me. And you gradually, as you, you, as you gradually increase in success or final money that financial you Financial security. Yeah, yes. If, as your financial security in the dream job increases, uh-huh. you decrease the, the time and effort you commit to the quote-unquote guaranteed job. Okay. So that, that's, that would be what I would do. And for me... If I wasn't living my dream. I'm kidding. <laughs> that is what I would do. <laughs> but I mean, to me, why, why, why wouldn't you at least... Not you, Michael, yeah. but why we don't try it? Fear. Because nobody wants to be... But what level of fear does that take? What, what level of fear would that have to be for a person to not even take one chance? Because what if you dedicate all this effort and it doesn't work? What if you, how long is too long to keep committing? Not saying I did it for 30 years, but a person, if you commit so much time, if you say you invest hypothetically five grand into a super small business out of your garage okay, and it doesn't become Amazon. And the reason I said it, because Amazon literally started in uh-huh. his garage and it became this, as we all know, a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar company. Right. But what if, for every dreaming rapper, there's only like 1% of them that make it. Well, but is it 1% that makes it because it's just 1% that makes it? Or is it because the other 99 gave up at the wrong time or never took the first step? I think or it's, didn't try at all? Or didn't try as hard as maybe they wanted to because mm-hmm. they let something else hold them back so they didn't fully give it their all? I think it's all of that plus some luck. And I don't even believe in luck, but luck. I do. I do think luck is, yeah. is a, some of it is, especially but I think for, luck starts with the first step. 
Yeah. You can't you can't be lucky until you at least try. Right, because if you if you don't try, but in your mind I'm going to be the next Jay Z or whatever. Right. And the opportunity comes and you haven't taken one step, then that opportunity technically never came into fruition because you didn't even take one step. Right. So I will say what you just said made me think maybe the problem is not fear by itself or fear that you. It's it's almost like I'm going to be the next Jay-Z. But you're not looking at everything Jay-Z did to become the Exactly. Become the original Jay-Z. Right. So is it us not really fleshing out what the dream job means? I think a lot of people don't realize what it, including myself, how difficult it, not to even become the next Jay-Z, but just to how difficult it may or may not be or become to attain said said dream job. Right. Because it might take a... Most dream jobs are not some... I get up in the morning, brush my teeth, wash my face, drive down the street, set up shopping, whatever, or just open my garage door, and then my dream came true. Right. It's going to take a process, but some people aren't willing to do it. Some people are f- afraid to keep going or start because they don't want to fail. But the problem is they don't want to fail... The ultimate dream. Yeah. But nobody ever talks about what's the first step. What, what was the first thing that Jay-Z did when he said, I think, I'm a, I think I want to be a rapper? Yeah. What was the first thing he did? Well, I don't know personally, but I get what, yeah, I get what but, you're saying. But I, I mean, I, I'm sure maybe he's mentioned it in an interview somewhere, but it's not an interview that we, we recall call, yeah. right off the top of our head. Like, oh, did you know he gave us... The first 10 steps that he did. Like, nobody talks about those right. steps. They all talk about where Jay-Z is now. Like, I had a friend. Okay. A real friend. This was not me pretending to be. <laughs> like, I had a friend. <laughs> and that friend, when we would see each other on occasion and talk to right. each other, um, they would always say, how do you have this money saved? How do you have an emergency fund? I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't a big emergency fund, but it was more than zero. <laughs> right. and, it was and, like $7 and a quarter. Right. And they would say, I just, I just don't understand that. And I'm like, well, I, there's a lot of things that I don't do. Right. There's a lot of things that I say no to doing because it costs money that I feel, I feel is, not. is more beneficial to me yeah. to be over here in this emergency fund. Yeah. What you been up to lately? Well, I went on five trips. <laughs> Who paid for these trips? My credit card. Okay, do you see the correlation that I didn't go on any of these trips? I have an emergency yes. fund. Yes. You want to know how I got an emergency fund, but you just went on five trips on your credit card. Very true. I'm happy for you. I hope that you had fun, but now you're left with the credit card bill. Which is why you don't have an emergency fund. I'm left with an emergency <laughs> fund. Yes. I didn't get to go, but I don't know what experience I missed because I didn't go to begin with. Very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, so now, what's your version? What's your definition of a dream job? So for me, mine's a bit more vague. Really? Because I'm in my dream job. But I joked earlier about living the dream, but because you know I'm working on it. But I do have (laughs) I do have a dream job in my mind currently. Go. I have it. But what is is my job? So why is it your dream job? It's my dream job because it's something that I feel competent at. Mm And it's something that I can make my own hours. Okay. And it is something that I can make more money if I need to, mm-hmm. less money if I don't need to. Right. There's a lot of flexibility with it. 
I don't have benefits. Okay. But because I've worked at outside of work in my mind of budgeting and looking at what I have, I've, I've given myself days off. I've given, you know, and I have, I can make a consistent schedule when I want to be consistent. I can make a more flexible schedule when I want to be, when I'm feeling a little less routine. Right. That's my dream job. So your dream, your dream job is not defined by the actual job itself. It's the benefits of the job. Correct. See, for me, a dream, it's something that I, I'm competent in and I, I enjoy. Right. But, I think I'm, I forgot to add the enjoy part. Okay. But what if you had all those same luxuries, but you were, say, a mechanic? Then I'd be a mechanic. So it's not the fact what you do. It's right. all the stuff that comes with it. Correct. See, for me, it's what I do and the benefits. Because what if you, what if you. But how do, does that make it any different, though? It just, I, it just means I have potentially more options, but I have to find something that I both am competent at and enjoy. Yeah. You already know where yours is. Yeah. So why are you not there? Shut up. <laughs> like you have a specific thing. Yeah. I have a much more vague thing. I just have to find what that is. I mean, I currently have yeah. it. So I, I found it, yeah. but that was, I think that was part of the luck. I was looking for it right. and I found it. But then there were times where this job was not that dream job and I had to take a step back and modify it to make it the dream job. Right, but it wasn't based on the career fields, so to say, right. that it is. Right. See what I'm saying? I've always felt as though the dream job is based on what the job is. Okay. Because you have- yours is. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, because I get the enrichment, whatever, I'm going to be all mushy, but I get the enrichment, the fulfillment of I'm making sure these haircuts look great. I just love cutting hair. I think it's the But it's specific to yeah. hair. But there's also, in conjunction with that, I want to own a barbershop. This probably sounds very hard to understand, but whatever. I want to own a, basically a gentleman's, if I could blend a sports bar and a barbershop together, maybe a barbering lounge. I don't know what you would call it because I've never been in one. Sports clips. Yeah, but that's but I want it to be But not a chain. More of a spa. Not really. More of a gentleman's lounge where you could go in and get a haircut. You can I I envision like an old mobster's what would their bar be called back in the day? You know what I mean? It's got the dark brown leather chick couches and and very Okay. It's very grown up. A lounge. Yeah. Very grown up lounge where you get haircuts, but there's but even if it's upstairs or if it's in a separate, like a part in the back uh-huh. where you, even if you don't come to get haircuts, you come in there to drink. Do you have a nice glass of scotch or whatever you have? Right. And, and you have a nice cigar and you get to, it's a lounge setting as well. Right. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yes. But it does complicate your dream job. Yeah. Because it's not just about hair. No. It's, an, it's about an experience. Yeah. But again, it's not confined to cut the cutting of hair is the part i would thoroughly enjoy but the but if you could own a lounge i want the combination i want it where okay let me let me clarify I, I think you're saying both yeah which is what you just said i am but i don't really know how to express it just the way if i want you, to okay so if you had a, just a lounge yeah. would you be just as happy if you ran the lounge yes if i can cut hair in the daytime before it opens okay because that's what I kind of want, I guess, if that makes sense. Okay. If not, so I, you want to cut hair. 
and own a sports bar, lounge, whatever, sports so lounge. So you have two dream jobs. Yeah. Because they wouldn't even be a job to me. Okay. So I was wondering when we were yeah, going to get to that, that There you go. That's where I was wondering, because it doesn't feel like a job. No. And that, to me, is where my criteria comes in. Because when I get to make my schedule, right. for the most part, yeah. and have flexibility in my schedule and give me my own day off, okay. that makes me feel that way. What if it didn't pay shit? I'd still go. Really? When I start the, my very first job, my very first career job, okay. I got paid very little. Very little, little compared to the average person or in that field, in our field that we both work in? Um, There's a difference. In the field and in the area I was in. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Cost of living. Oh, okay. So very it was nice. very low. Yeah. I would today, it would be tempting to go back and I would take the same pay. Really? And do that job again. So some of yours is the actual job. That one. That one job. Okay. But that's in a very specific location that I don't live. There's nothing wrong with being specific about a dream. But that's th- that specific job. Right. Working at that place. Is that, uh, we're not but I don't know if it would be the same now that most of the people that I worked with aren't there anymore. Well, let me ask you this. I'm just, we're you know not, what I mean? Yeah, but we're not going to disclose our jobs just yet. We will over the course of time. Is it in the same field? Especially not after you were like, it's not my dream job. Hell no. Well, I mean, it's not my dream <laughs> job. But <laughs> is it in the same field we are currently in now? My job there was, Okay. Yes. Just a different yes. variation of it? Yes. Okay. Yes, but it was it was more than like if I would have been competent in any of the other jobs available there, mm-hmm. I would also have done those jobs to work there. Oh, does that make sense? So it was all it wasn't necessarily so it was the environment, yeah, the people that I worked yeah. with, and I was not I was happy with that job. I wanted to get up every morning to go to that job. Me and my coworker. We were the only two in that specific department. Right. We talked to each other every night about work. Yeah. We both loved the job so much. Yeah. So that made that a dream job. Okay. Whereas now my dream job, even though it is in the same field, my dream job is not so much about the group of people that I work with. It's more about all the flexibility things that, I, that allow me to do other things that I want to do and not just work all the time, which is what I was doing prior to this new okay. design. I've had that feeling before. When I was in the Navy, I didn't give a shit about, I'm in the Navy, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. I'm proud and all that. I enjoyed the friendships that I developed. Right, right. And it those, makes a difference. Yeah, those are some of the closest people I've ever been to. Because you got to think, we not, well, literally and figuratively, we went to war together. I mean, I've never been in a, a direct fire, fire. I'm not saying I'm a war hero. I'm just saying that when you out to sea for six, seven months, you go to mm-hmm. Iraq for a year. You know what I mean? You build bonds with people that you don't build working at McDonald's or IBM or Google. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Those are, those are different relationships because right. I can die. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and sometimes, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I didn't go through the military. But in some, there are times where your life literally hangs yeah. in, in the balance of their decision. Yeah. Yeah, again, I never even got into a firefight or anything. I didn't go outside of the FOB. I'll elaborate later. But basically, FOB is the base that you're stationed at in Iraq or Afghanistan, whatever. It's, I forgot what FOB stands for, but it's FOB. But anyway, yeah, like that. Yeah, the, we got bombed when I was in Baghdad. Uh-huh. And I slept through the whole thing. But wow. so you can die from yeah. So I think that builds 
bonds with people that you can't again you can't get that bond from even if you work at a job or normal quote-unquote job for 20 years you mean because you didn't go through any adversity right and i do think adversity builds character not to sound corny but character bonds like understand there's a different understanding of hey we got bombed um we could have died last night versus, man, I sure hate flipping these fucking burgers over, don't you? Right, you know right, I mean? right. So, Well, but I, th- I think even if you're flipping burgers together, it's to take it from an extreme example right. of someone's, your life is in someone else's hand. But any, any job or any event that you go to, yeah. only the people that were there at that particular moment in time knows what it was like to work there then. Yeah. We went through the f- lunch hour together. Right. Like I worked at I worked at a restaurant. That yeah. was that was my first non non family led job. Okay. I worked a lot of jobs that yeah. like before that where yeah. my dad knew somebody that needed something done. Right. And so I would go work for them or um I laid the brick. I helped the bricklayer okay. lay the brick at my parents' house on the on one end. Um things like that. My first, like, I went, had a job interview. Yeah, like an actual... That wasn't somebody that either was my parent or my parent had already said, had set it all up. Right. My first job was a restaurant. Mine too. Everybody that worked there at that time, only we know what it was like to work there at that time. So when I left for college a few years later... And other people left, a few people left for the military, a few people moved to a different yeah. state and then came back. You know, people left, went to other jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, that place is not the same. No. The minute one of us left, it changed to a new thing. Because in that moment of time, it was y'all's quote unquote click. Right. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So if for two years we stood side by side at Burger King and flipped burgers, yeah. we're the only two that knows what it was like to be there for those two years and flipping burgers at Burger King. That's, that's a, it's a connector. Yeah. And to me, that makes that, makes that connection deeper where you're like, yeah. you want to be there. I, you almost feel accountable. Like, God, if I don't show up, he's going to flip burgers by himself. I'll be there. You know, it's funny. I'll be there. I've worked with all three of my best friends at some form of a job. And it makes, even though we are best friends outside of the jobs that we work together. Yeah. You're right. Even in those instances, only we shared that experience. Right. So I agree with that. But right. I, okay. So I guess to tie it back to dream jobs or just in, in a nutshell, how do you, how I do think you there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that have to go Right. To attain it or to yeah. keep it? To all of both. Okay. Well, because sort of what we've been talking about, the jobs that we liked, a lot of it was about the people. And if you were a yet. barber, yeah. even though being a barber is the dream, if you were a barber and you hated the other people that worked, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you hated everybody that you worked with and you had no one to talk to except for when somebody came in to get a haircut. You're not going to like haircutting very much. Or at least not at that particular location. At the I least. mean, after a yeah. while, you're going to just, it's going to all mush together. It'll be yeah. haircutting the people that are in this building, this building. And I hate all, all of it'll it. become yeah. one thing. I hate all of it. Yeah. So now the dream job that I had is done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's even, the factors have to pretty much line up pretty, that makes it harder. I'm going back to like, yeah. why don't people just take the first step? It may be. As I've led myself to, no, it may you. be that they found the dream job. They thought, 
Yeah. But they didn't like the people. Or they didn't like one of those other things that we were talking about that makes that job perfect in that moment to us. So is the dream job attainable? Absolutely. In real life, not... Absolutely. Because you've, well, you've worked with three of your best friends. Yeah, but the, the job the t- sucked. But at the time, you enjoyed it. Yeah, but they weren't... Don't get me wrong. I helped my mom out financially as a kid up uh-huh. until adulthood and even sometimes now and she helps me, whatever. I think those weren't those jobs. Them, the actual jobs weren't contingent on. I got to take care of my kids. I got to take care of my family. You know what I mean? Right. So, but I, you stayed at those jobs anyway. Yeah, but I would walk off a job immediately. No, I'm <laughs> just you know I mean? right off the job. I, I, prime example: I worked at Michelin, and this was like before I was even twenty-one. So I'm gonna tell the story, but whatever. <laughs> so I used to go in there and trim tires. Like we, okay. the, the tires would come down on a chute on your left and on your right, typically alternating unless you got behind. Okay. And there was one, I don't know what happened. I was like, I'm tired of this shit. I quit. So I told my team lead at that time, or shift lead, whatever they were called. Is, again, this is like shit, 15, 16 years ago. And I told the guy, I think his name might have been John. He was a white guy. Cool as a fan. So I said, hey, bro, when my ride gets here, I'm gone and I quit. He's like, man, quit bullshitting. Get your ass back over there. Like, jokingly, not, uh-huh. you know. So I go back over there. And before I went, I said, hey, I'm dead serious now. When my ride gets here, I quit. And I think it was a third shift shift at that particular night. Uh-huh. And I was waiting on my mom. I didn't have a car. So I'm trimming, trimming, trimming. And they have arrived. I say, hey, bro, let me holler at you. I quit. I'm leaving. Peace. Yeah. And not those words verbatim, but that was not. but that was the general consensus. Uh-huh. I quit because my ride has arrived and I told you that I'm quitting when my ride gets here and I hold ass. <laughs> okay. That would never happen now. Even if I hated my job. Okay. Which I clearly don't hate my job, but if I hated my job with a passion right now, I ain't walking off that motherfucker cuz I don't know how soon it's going to be till I get the next job. True. True. So, so your your life circumstances have changed. Yeah. But you still want to leave a job if it was bad. I, yeah, or yeah. you felt that way like you did about that job. You mean, do I feel that way about my current no, job? No, no, no. Oh. If, you, if you had a job that you felt similar I would e- to that time that you just left and quit, you wouldn't quit now because of your life circumstances. Yeah, being I got bad. responsibilities now. Right. I mean, again, I, then I helped my mom. But there's a difference between helping another adult, uh-huh. whereas you're responsible for three kids. Right. And they depend on me. True. So I can't go... Uh, I cranked my truck up. I'm gone. I quit. Bye. You know what I mean? So Right, right. And so I think... So I, I do... Do you agree. think that hinders somebody in the pursuit of their dream Yeah. Job? Because you got a guarantee of feeding your kids, your wife, your husband, or whoever you... The people that you're responsible for, that guaranteed 40-hour check is guaranteed. Right. Now, I, I know you can get fired. Gu- guaranteed as long as you show yeah. up and do your yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. If I show up, I'm going to get paid. Right. As long as I maintain a level of professionalism, et cetera, right. et cetera. So, yeah, I think that stops people from chasing their dream job because you don't want to chase some shit and be and it. Some dream jobs you have to invest in. And like capital. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you're investing in something that takes away from the people you're responsible for. True. Now, I think that would be harder. Yeah. Because anytime you're having to front money. To start something, yeah, that adds a, another layer to it. You see what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like for yourself, you don't have kids or whatever, right? So, if you hypothetically, if you said "fuck 
Oh, I was about to say our job name. Oh, Lord. If you say fuck my job right now and you just never go back, no call, no show, just quit on the spot. Uh-huh. At the, you might be, I'm not saying you would be literally, but if you quit, you may end up financially screwed, but you are screwed. If I say that, we are screwed. Right. You know what I mean? And we is a motherfucking factor. Well, but on that note, it's just me. You have another person. Exactly. That may have a job. Yeah. So does that help? Yeah, it makes the the you know what I mean it makes because you still are having some sort of income that's coming in. It softens the blow, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if you got somebody, it so that could be a potential way of pursuing the dream job. Right. So I yeah, I, I mean, I get the fear part of it. I think sometimes we just forget to look at okay. My dream job is to be a barber. Okay. How do I get there? Right. A lot of people are like, I just want to be a barber. Well, but how do you get there? Do you need to go to school? Is there a certificate that's required? You know, for our job, there's, we have to take tests. We have to, yeah. we have to take a certain amount of education. We have to pass a certain test right. that gives us a credential that says we can minimally do our job. Yeah, we're at least somewhat competent. I wouldn't go that far. For the most part. <laughs> some of us. I we would say there's names. a minimum requirement, <laughs> which is what it says. But that minimum is not very high. No. Unfortunately. But anyway, I mean, that's okay. I mean, it happens. Yeah. There, there are people that do really well in careers and people that don't do so well yeah. but stay with their career. I mean, anyway. you can have the credentials and not be. You, could be. you can pass the bar and be a lawyer and not be good at being a lawyer. Correct. So that's for, for any field. Yeah. Right. But yeah. But so I mean, that applies to our field yeah. as well. But I would say that having that extra income on the side or from the other person in Hell your situation, yeah. that would, to me, further open that door. But I think people get stuck at, I want the dream job, but I haven't invested in the getting there. Yeah, that's true. I've invested my dream in this job, but I haven't invested any time or energy nothing or tangible. effort in step one. Yeah, nothing you can So I can get hold. to yeah. step two. Yeah. I think that sometimes is mainly the problem for most people. And I wonder if there was, if people pursued it, would more people have their dream job instead of all you hear is statistically 1% or 5% yeah. of, of Americans have their dream job that they love going to. That's 95% don't want to go to the job they have. Yeah. Even if all. it pays a bunch of money. Right. Regardless of the yeah, money. regardless of the pay, yeah. that's how you know it's not their dream job. Right. If you get paid, I'll throw. If you get paid one hundred fifty grand a year for your job and and you hate it, it has nothing to do with the pay. That's Correct. how you know most dream jobs are not based on pay. Right. Typically, right. I would say they're based on my factors or your factors. Either it's something you're passionate. I think it's a combination about, yeah, of both. You're passionate about it, and or you enjoy the luxuries that it provides you. And I don't mean money. Uh huh. Like you said, the flexible schedule or... Right. See, I think mine's more... I think mine's, mine tends to be more vague and, and these specific criteria that have nothing to do with the actual work. Okay. Like, you want to be a barber. Yeah. I don't have a barber. I have all the stuff... Around it. Underneath barber <laughs> yeah. that barber could fit. Okay. I have, I have that in my current job. You know what's funny, though? Before you go, I don't mean to cut you off, which I, I forgot what I was going to say. No, it's all good. But I, I think 
the actual act of being a barber is what I'm passionate about. Right. But it does come with some luxuries based on what the job is. Yes. I can technically... Once but if the luxuries went away... I would still do it. You would still do it. That's, yes. That makes it yeah. your dream job. And it can be lucrative once you are established. I don't care about this. I mean, obviously, I want to be broke. But, right. but there is a sense <laughs> right. of financial stability once you have developed your clientele. I don't need, again, I don't need yeah. to be a millionaire. I just Security. want to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You know, unless, yeah. if you, if on average, hypothetically, you cut so many, you make $1,000 a week. Okay. As a barber. On average. Okay. You know that for the most part, rain, sleet, or snow, whatever, you will make roughly $1,000 a week. So on average, uh-huh. you make $4,000 a month. If you know that, that you make this amount of money, I've kind of forgot the point I was trying to make, but I'm going to try to clean it up. You know that, like I said, the, I'm just going to throw that point I was trying to make out the window. It'll All I'm basically back. trying to say is when you have the dream job, it doesn't matter if it pays good or not, because most of the time your dream job is not based on the money. Right. It's based on the, the your passion and or the things you said. Right. Because I do think some people have a specific. I think some people, their dream job is based on I want to make. $150,000 a year. So of this list of, of jobs, mm-hmm. these are the jobs that potentially would make minimum $150,000 a year. So I'm not even going to look at any other job except for what do, I, what do I need to do to get one of these jobs? And I think those are the people who end up making the money they want, but end up miserable. And hate it. Yeah, they hate it with a passion. Yeah. Because like, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, but, but yeah. it depends on, do you like your environment? If I hate yeah. the job, but I love all the people that I work with, and the money is good, and it's what I wanted, yeah. it was my dream job, right. money, do I stay? How long can you deal with the bullshit job just because the people around you are super cool? I guess as long as they stay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. As long as that group, or at least a good number of them, stay with you, yeah. you could probably stay forever. You think so? Why not? What if you get, I'm going to make it extreme. What if you are really working hard, whether it be physically, hypothetically, say it's like a very physically taxing job, okay. but you enjoy the camaraderie you built with the people that you work with. How long can you really endure that physically taxing job? I not guess. saying your back breaks and you just break well, down. I was, but. I was about to say until your body says no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, but, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I would say, how much do you enjoy those people? Oh, I don't know, because I did construction before, and I liked the people I worked with. It was cool. But I got tired of fucking... I complained, but then I enjoyed all the guys I hung out with, too. I get what... Yeah, because, I mean, we poured concrete... I, I was doing construction up in Virginia Beach, uh-huh. and I don't mind physical work. But when you work 12, 14 hours a day, and it's beating hot, and it's you know what I mean? I'm black, but I, I eventually I'm going to burn up out here, okay? <laughs> I don't give a shit how much, quote-unquote, SPF, whatever I put right. And so, but I would enjoy the time. Because there was a time, I remember, me and the guys, we got there, we pouring concrete. And one of the guys, I forgot his name, but he was, he was a Spanish dude. He didn't speak a lot of English. Uh-huh. And he would annoy the shit out of us because he would go above and beyond. So he was like wipe. Like, he was a cement finish. I forgot what it's called. I think it's a cement finish, a concrete something. Anyway, 
And he was being all extra, and we were talking shit back and forth, just guy stuff, locker room stuff, quote unquote. And he's we talking shit, and hurry, oh Moses, his name was Moises, whatever. And we was like, like <laughs> we all talking shit, and it black guys, white guys, Spanish guys, it's just uh-huh. locker room stuff. Uh huh. And we complained because we were out there all damn day trying to get this concrete and all this sediment and all that other stuff. But you know, when we got done, we all went to this bar diagonally across the street from our. Meet, I forgot what it's called, but where you meet up before you go to the site to actually do the construction work. Oh, uh-huh. I forgot what it's called. But anyway, we it's a, there was a bar literally like a tenth of a mile from where we meet up in the morning. Okay. And we got there afterwards, and we were having a ball. We were playing darts, and nobody was mad anymore. Yeah. So I do. I, I will definitely co-sign. The people you work with the and the camaraderie, again, it doesn't have to be the Navy and life or death, but just the camaraderie right, right. People, of people you work with does influence the dream. Yeah. But I think you should get the dream as in the job itself first and hope for the best for the co-worker. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but again, going back to for every single one of us, okay. it starts with... What's the first thing I need to do? What is the first thing that Jay-Z did right. that's, that launched this amazing rap group? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's over two decades now, right? Yeah. 20 years? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, first album was Reasonable Doubt. Fire. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's been yeah. more than 20 years ago. Yeah, and it's afforded him opportunities to branch off and do other stuff like clothing and right. alcohol and business ventures. And, right. I mean, okay, now that I've said that, do you think your dream job... Should you pursue a dream job to a dream job that gives you access to other avenues or just focus on the dream job once you've got to not the ceiling? Because mm. I don't think there is a ceiling with a dream job. But for this conversation, do you think do you think you should use a dream job to to make it an avenue for uh, make it a vehicle for other avenues? Or do you think you should just focus on making that dream job the best it can be and expanding that itself? Hmm. It just thought of it because of the Jay Z well, thing. But if you're, if the goal was, I want to do that job because it will have subsequent ventures okay. that I really want to do. Then it ain't your dream job. Then it wasn't your dream job to begin with. Okay, let me give an example. And this might not be the right example, but okay, let's say I do the barbershop cigar lounge, whatever. Uh huh. And I call it Michael's. Uh huh. If me pursuing that dream allows me to, um, just for this conversation, make franchises, uh-huh. do I try to do the franchises or do I focus on making this one location, Michael's, the first, the original, the best it can be? Or do I make it good and then spread? Or does it depend on what my goals are once I, because goals change every day. I don't, but dream jobs, don't dream change. job goals shouldn't change every day. Oh, hell, that ain't a dream, real dream right. job if it changes every right. day. Right. But what if it's opened those doors? Just hypothetically, I'm just saying. Well, I think that's a business decision. I don't think that has anything to do with the dream whether itself. The dream, I mean, unless that was your dream. Oh, I want to have, have, I want to I be the Walmart of the barbershop. <laughs> right, the barber lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Michaels. <laughs> if but I, if you're going to have it like fancy, you may have to be like Michaels or yes, something like that. Yes, I got Michaels. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I don't know. But if you, if, let's say you want to be a barber, uh-huh. or you, you're like, I want to cut hair. Yeah. Because ultimately I want to open a lounge that has nothing to do with cutting hair. Well, I want to combine a sports it. lounge. I want them combined. 
but day and night. You have a day. You have a daytime. No, cut. you could come in and get a beverage, whatever the state laws are. But if it's eleven, whatever. Uh-huh. I want you to. If you want to come in and just smoke cigars and have a glass of scotch. You can do that in the daytime. I just meant that I'm assuming, I'm under the impression that most of the time, now there would be a cutoff time as far as getting hair. You ain't getting no haircut at midnight while people are, you know what I mean? Nobody's going to, the average barber ain't working at midnight. They're going to be sitting Unless at the bar with money. you. Yeah, but I'm not having that. There will be a cutoff time. But you get what I'm saying? So it would be two separate things. No, it's one entity, but there's. But one continues. Yeah. Barbering. So one starts before the other one can start. Yeah, because you can get it. Yeah, I've got a haircut at seven in the morning. Right. So but, a barbershop, black barbershops, they some of them open at seven. But then I what guess. What time do they close? Shit, when the last po Ooh, I was about to say some wrong shit. The last person. The last nigga get done and get his ass up out of there. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But why is that? Well, because of money for one. I mean, you're not gonna turn away a head. Why? You're not. Why? Because it's money. But but a little deeper. What I do you wonder, mean? I mean, you could. If you work since away. 7 a.m. and you're like, can you come tomorrow? I mean, I have turned away ahead, but it's not very often. It depends on my level of exhaustion, you know what I mean, figuratively speaking. Because you also have to think about, am I too tired to do the haircut? Or do a good to haircut. To do it yeah. good yeah. to where you're going to come back. I've seen people give shitty haircuts at the end of the night. But how did that help their business? Their dream? <laughs> well, you know, what, you know what I mean? To me, the ratio, and other barbers listening may not agree, the ratio of a good haircut... This is how you know a good barber, if you have a good barber. Out of 10 haircuts, eight of them should be good. Seven to eight of them. You, your barber may have an off day two out of 10 times. And that's okay, because they, they might be hungover. They might be tired. They might have got right, to an me, argument. Let me stop you there. Well, you don't have no barber, sir. If you're about to cut my hair, okay, you better not be hungover. It's seven in the morning on a Saturday? You might be a little fucked up. I need you to tell me <laughs> which day you're not going to be hungover. Kirk. I don't want you with a razors near my head <laughs> and you're hungover. You and remember. I'm your first appointment. I'll put it this way. I need to be your second appointment minimum. I need to Once know I've... what you did to that first person and I need to watch it. <laughs> I'll put it this way. In baseball, batting 300, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. That's only 30%. That's three out of 10. You hit the damn ball. Why I can't bat 80? Because you're talking about somebody's head. I didn't say completely destroy or mangle them. I you just, gave them a bad haircut. No, like it's not your best haircut. This woman at Walmart one time. You getting haircuts at Walmart, Kirk? I was. You this was years ago. Shit. Oh, okay. this was, I was in high school. I was, I was working at the restaurant. No I was in high school. No should ever get a haircut at Walmart. Well, it was the... No. At that time, it was the Great Clips. Is it in, in the, the building? Nobody should get a haircut at Great Clips. You can tell them I said that. <laughs> If you want a quality haircut, Next go to up, our sponsor, show. Great Clips. Oh, We're screwed. We ain't never get no sponsorship. But no, seriously, black barbers and but Spanish barbers it are the wasn't, best barbers. It wasn't Great Clips. I have a black barber job story, and I'm embarrassed to tell, tell it. Tell it. So anyway. Let's go. No, the Great Clips. No, tell the black barber shop story. I Wait, hold on. I'm okay, going to tell you about the Great Clips. So it was the woman. It wasn't Great Clips. I love Great Clips. Okay. She cut... Up into the back of my hair. Okay. I don't know how to describe this. Like she cut from the neck to the nape. Neck to the nape. Like a like a little triangle. It wasn't all the way up well, here to the nape. nape but is whatever. No, a simple bone anyway, in the middle. Go ahead. Instead of like a, f- a flat line or, you know, because sometimes they'll ask you if you want it rounded yeah. or squared on the back. Yeah. Instead of it being a full line all the way through, <laughs> it had a triangle in the middle. So like a heartbeat? Uh, yes. Uh, what's the l- <laughs> yes. Heart monitor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. With one heartbeat. Boo 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 boo. Just one heartbeat. I was 
pissed. And what'd you say? You tipped her in a hall. I never dinner. went to her. Exactly. Which is what I was trying to say earlier. Oh, yeah, trash. Okay. So here's the thing. Which Walmart was I this? Have <laughs> what city was this? <laughs> <laughs> we are in an undisclosed location. <laughs> okay, the black box. Story. In the bunker. Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. Let me start with even the one that I didn't like, the haircut okay. that I didn't like. It's better than Walmart shit. Was better <laughs> than other haircuts that I've had. Exactly. Okay. And it wasn't because of the haircut itself. It wasn't what you wanted. It was the experience. Oh. So, when you go to not a black barber shop, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to a place that wasn't. I have. It's, I've never had a good experience. I've been to two white barber shops, and it's not a good experience. The okay. haircut itself. So, I just get my head not shaved, bald, right. but like... Cut low. Uh, Yours would be... It's an army cut or whatever you call it. No, army cut is uh, high and tight. Oh, that's right. What is, what is the... You would, um, we would call it in the black barbershop an even Steven. Because it's all even. Let's translate that for... Oh, white barbershops. Um, crew cut, please. Crew cut. Okay, we'll go with crew cut. <laughs> Though I don't think it's a crew cut. I don't know what it's called. I don't go I think the army cut and the crew cut are the same. Thing. No, high and tight is where it's bald on the side and you just, just on the top you have hair. Oh. That's a high and tight. Because okay. tight is, is reference to the skin on the side. Just I get a three. All over. All over. That's even Steven in a black barbershop. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So when you go not to a black barbershop, okay. when you go to all the other ones, <laughs> the Caucasian persuasion, <laughs> all they do is three all over. Yeah. And then they, they shape, like they take the extra hair around your ear and yeah. make a shape all the way around. Yeah. White barbershops don't shape the front up. Okay. No, I did not know this was a thing. It looks so good. It, it freaked me out. Really? The first time, because I was like, what is he doing? Why? Why? <laughs> Giving you a because I thought is he shaving my face? No. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I didn't, I'd never had that before. So yeah. I was like, what is what, what what's there? What what is there that that <laughs> that needs to be cut? I looked so good. See, I was got- I was feeling myself for days. <laughs> Anytime anybody was like, thank you, thank you. Did you get a haircut? I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. It looks great, doesn't it? <laughs> Yes, I did. Because we cut some hair, damn it. Yes. And I was like, here's where I went. <laughs> so then, okay. I went back. Okay. Same barber? Same barber shop. Same barber or same shop? Same. Both. Well, let me get there. Okay. Same barber shop. Mm-hmm. That person was not available. Okay. I didn't know that you had to make an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, are you available? Well, because we I had just walked in. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I needed my haircut. This, okay, so it started with, I need my haircut. Oh. And when I thought of, oh, crap, I forgot to get a haircut. And I've got this job I've got to do where I... need to be presentable, yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, I had to get a haircut. So I, it, when it dawned on me, I forgot to get a haircut. The closest barbershop is the one I went to. Right. I didn't care. Oh, so you didn't even go... I didn't, I didn't Google anything. Oh, okay. I didn't care. I saw it. You saw the pole. It was across in, yeah. the parking lot, <laughs> yeah. and I went... It says open. I'm yeah, going. Right. So I didn't know, nor am I good with names. So I didn't know the person's name. So I kept pointing. Like, That's fine. It's that guy right there. I love how you point. <laughs> Him. Him. <laughs> Him over there. <laughs> and, but he was busy. Mm-hmm. He was currently cutting someone's hair and had several yeah. appointments. That's yeah. when I learned there was an appointment. No, black folks will sit in a barbershop all fucking day to get a haircut. Is that not crazy? No. I, I couldn't do that. But see, I grew up waiting in line. No. And now we've, as I don't know about white barbershops, I think they've always done appointments, but black barbershops yeah. have transitioned to appointments yeah. so that you don't sit in a barbershop for four hours. Yeah. But you did it because, you know, he's a beast. 
I don't want this idiot to over uh-huh. here to cut, and I haven't experienced the other barbers. Uh-huh. That's why we used to wait three and four hours. Yeah. Now, again, we as a community, we have, for the most, but not entirely, you either shoot a text like, hey, how many heads you got, or you typically you do an appointment. Yeah. That way you know what the wait is going to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I still couldn't do it. Second experience? So I went back to the same place because okay. I was like, yes, I did get a haircut, <laughs> and yes, I got it here. <laughs> so I went back to the same place. He was busy. But they said the other, there, there was, a, I want to say maybe five, somewhere oh, between five and seven barbers currently at the shop. Yeah. And there was one other guy that was like wrapping up one of his haircuts. And I guess nobody, He's, I got your next. his next person hadn't yeah. come in yet. So I went with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, sure, I don't care. I'm, I, I legitimately want a haircut. And if it looks anywhere near that I'm one, good. yes, yeah. yes, I did get a haircut. <laughs> So did it did it again, but I was more ready this time because yeah. I knew he was going to shake my he face. Yes, okay. So I looked just as good. Okay. So yes, I did get it <laughs> again. So then I went back a third for the third time, okay. and I got the one white guy. Oh damn! So my first first guy was busy. New guy is busy. The only one that's wrapping up and their next appointment's not here yet is the one white Before guy. Before you go, one thing I will say, most of the time, as long as he's not new, if a uh-huh. white guy cuts in a black bob shop, he's nice. Because he ain't going to make it in that if he's been there for some uh-huh. time. Not if he checked in last week. Uh-huh. But if he's had some, he's got some dust up out of that seat, uh-huh. he's put in some work, he's usually a beast because black dudes are hesitant to let a white dude cut their hair. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yes. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. So continue. So, the one white guy. Okay. So I'm like, yes, yeah. I need a haircut, and I probably won't remember to come back. Okay. And the next time I remember, whatever's the closest I, one, I'm, I'm going to fight with myself because, yes, I would like another haircut <laughs> at this specific place over here, but that's really far away from where I am oh, okay, gotcha. potentially yeah. right now. And I'm, I'm more about the convenience in the moment. Yeah. I can come back to y'all for the next haircut. Right. You know what I mean? I can miss one. Yeah. So anyway. I go to him. Wait, it was, you know, a few minutes. Then he's done. It was the best haircut I've ever had in my life. See? The best haircut. It was, it was better than the first two. Yeah, because he's proven I himself. I didn't think it could get better. Because he's proven himself in a black barbershop. I, I was like, oh, yes. Yes, I did have a haircut. <laughs> For the third time. <laughs> oh, yes. I had to add the, oh, yes. Yes, I yeah. have had a haircut. <laughs> Before that, people were like, did you get a haircut? I'm like, yeah, I think I Now think you're so. announcing Now it. I'm like, yes. I got a haircut. Did anybody notice? Oh, yes, I got a haircut. Crispy. I'm like, got it right here. Shaved my face. But he put, well, they all three put it. They all three barbers that the I alcohol? had. They put something. I don't, I don't At the end of the smell haircut? Like and it burned? It tingled. It's antiseptic. It's to kill. But it didn't smell like alcohol. It's, it's, it's roughly, it, what they do at the end was of the haircut. Does it have a gel consistency to it? A little bit jelly? To do the razor? Maybe, okay. Maybe it was the jelly That's to, to do the, blade the razor. Glide, okay. you don't want to cut somebody up. That's wonderful. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. This is why I'm embarrassed about this story. Yeah. You went to the only black barbershop and asked for the white guy? I went to the only black barbershop. <laughs> And the one that did my hair the best was the one white guy. You're racist. No, I was just and I went. <laughs> Can I go to hear the white guy? <laughs> I went home and I never went back. Why? I said, I can't go and ask for him. Yes, you can. Because I don't know his name. And I'm going to have to say, yeah, the white one right there. So? 
I told I didn't I, didn't I tell you before you told me that story. <laughs> I said if you're a white guy and you cut in a black shop and you you've been there, it was you're nice. Yeah, that means you're skilled. It was it was noticeably better than the first two. Because we'll laugh your ass out the barbershop as and a barber. I, I didn't know until I was getting this third haircut that the person that cut my hair the first time was the owner. Oh, okay. So, so he's now really I'm good. coming back. Yeah. I met my third person, yeah. but I met my third person because you're always busy. Good for yeah. you. But now I'm going to be coming in and I'm going to be like, no, 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 not the owner. No, 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 no. not that. Not, not, not the guy across from the owner. The white one right there in the middle. That's the one I want to go to. Just say, I think he's cute. So That's I stopped I going. Just, I never went back. Is it local or is it in Charlotte? It's in Charlotte. I, I, didn't live oh, okay, in, I don't live in Charlotte anymore. Okay, got it. Well, I don't. Now that we're saying Well, we don't cities. know where you live now. We're not going to talk about it. We're that. at an undisclosed location. But no, okay. But yeah, it was when I lived in That's Charlotte. That's not racist. See how I, I told you. I said, if you're a white barber in a black barber shop, you I have proven yourself. I didn't think it was racist. It's not racist. If he cut your hair I the thought best. me going back and going, no, no, no. The white one right there. I didn't know how that would be perceived and so I was embarrassed. You'd be fine. So I never went back. Because you don't have a set, you didn't have a set barber. No. So you can go to anybody. True. True. No, even though the white guy, but I'm just saying, True. honestly. But I would have to say. So? And I was embarrassed. I didn't want to say. What are you going to say, the black guy? This was There's like five ago. of them. <laughs> Which black guy? <laughs> oh, is that bad? What? Okay. This, is, this may be off topic, but just real quick question. Uh-huh. So let's say we're at Old Navy. This is a real example, okay. except we were at Aeropostale, not Old Navy. Because <laughs> Aeropostale was cheaper than Old Navy. I used Navy. to wear the shit out of Aeropostale in high school. Yes, I, I was in college. Does but, it still exist? Uh, I, I haven't shopped for clothes outside of Belk and Walmart in about eight years. Well, I have. I just have, as a grown-up, grown-up, I've transitioned to, transitioned to Express. I just like how the clothes fit, but whatever. Okay. I used to wear Express I think it when exists. I was in high school, when it, I was in college. Because well, I could fit in it. No, in Haywood Mall, it's yeah, it's still there. It's like down from the ice cream cookie cake cookie. What's the shit called? The giant cookie that's like a pizza. Oh, American. Um, yeah, it's like a couple American stores. Cookie. Yeah, it's like a couple stores. Yeah, and Haywood Mall is still there. My bad. Okay, but go ahead. I'm sorry. So, I'm in a store. Okay. And the black girl helped me. Okay. There's three girls. Okay. That are currently working in the store. Are they all black? There is a white girl. Mm-hmm. There is a black girl. Mm-hmm. And there is another white girl with red hair. A ginger. Well, okay. I guess. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So, there's multiple people in the store. Okay. The black girl helped me. She helped me find several things that I like. Mm-hmm. So then I went to try them on, blah, blah, blah. Went around the store. A friend of mine was also there. So we, sh- we did my side of the store for the men's. Okay. We did her side of the store for the women's. Went through that whole thing. We go to the cash register. Mm-hmm. The person at the cash register is the white girl, not the redheaded white okay. girl, and not the black girl. And of course, they always say, or I don't, they used Who to helped say, you? Did anyone help you with any of your purchases? And I said, yes. What was her name? Crap. So now I'm looking at the store, like trying to, I'm like, trying okay, to spot her, yeah. where was she? And I, I saw her, and she was standing with the redheaded girl. And I said, her, the black girl. I don't think that's... That's not racist. I, You're identifying not, I, don't, her. I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying the oh. level of racist, but I'm, I'm not... I just said... No, it's not inappropriate. You're identifying her by what I she I would have said like. the white redheaded girl. Yeah. The, it gets messed up when, not you, but a person only goes, the black girl. Yeah. You or, know what I mean? Or would you like anyone to help you not the black girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 
That's very racist. I'll take the anyone but the black yes. girl. Because, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, when you give a police report, you go, this person was white. They were six five. You give right. their f- features. Right. It is what it is. Right. Well, in the community that we work with, that's a yeah. physical yeah. appearance. Not in a negative way, but no. it's an important identifying That's what you marker. look like. I'm describing right. it. Yeah. Right. Like, if I'm asking you, do you know Bob? Yeah. Bob What's looks Bob like What's Bob look this. like? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Bob is not a unique name. Right. Michael is not a unique right. name. It's very... Right. There's like six in my family. Including <laughs> my dad and my... <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. So... So, anyway. All that to say, dream jobs. Yeah. I think they're real and I think we should try for them. I think we should, too. So, when are you starting? I don't know. We'll work on that. <laughs> I will keep y'all updated. But, yeah. If you have a dream job out there, not to get too preachy, go for it. Because most of us give up before we get to it. Start with step one. And you can be BJZ. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>